This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Do you question yourself sometimes wondering if the person you were with was narcissistic? Do you question yourself about the relationship that you had if it was actually real, if it actually went through the same things that you experienced? Now, what I mean by that is a lot of times when people have been with a toxic person, when people have been with a narcissist, they look back on the past and they don't recall the things that were actually that bad. Oftentimes, the person minimizes it. They make it seem like it's not as bad. That really didn't happen. It didn't happen this way. Maybe it's just me making it up. Maybe it's just me imagining it. I want to walk you through a couple different concepts and a couple different ideas today about that to help you understand and help you get the knowledge that you need to be able to look back on the past and have clarity in that regard. And this is something that we do in multiple different stages when we work with people one-on-one, when they join our Clarity Challenge or our Thriver community is helping you find clarity of the past relationship or of the present relationship and not to be duped by the toxic person that's in your life. Maybe you've already been duped by him multiple times because he's cheated on you multiple times, or he's gaslit you multiple times, or he's put you in a place where you don't know what to actually do. Oftentimes you're brought to this place where you're stuck in this level of cognitive dissonance, not knowing what to decide between two different opposing thoughts. Two different thoughts of, do I believe what he says or do I believe what he does? Like, what do I actually do? This is a place that I had my wife stuck in for a long period of time because I would say one thing and then I would demonstrate the opposite. I would say that I loved her, but then I wouldn't spend time with her. I would say that I cared about her, but then I'd go cheat on her. Like I would say these things, but I would do the opposite. But every time she would want to leave, then I would want to pull her back. Be like, no, don't leave because I didn't want to look bad in losing my marriage. I didn't want to look bad to the rest of society that I'm single because of me. Because then that accountability, that responsibility comes back on me and I don't want to deal with that. I don't want to actually have to put up with that. If you guys are new or if you haven't figured it out, I'm a narcissist and I'm on this channel to help you actually get awareness so you don't get with someone like me, so you don't get with a toxic person, so you don't get with someone that actually destroys relationships. That's what a narcissist does because it's all about them. It's not about you. It's not about anyone else. It's not about how much they care, how much they love you. It's about them. It's very one-sided, very self-centered. I'm going to be showing you a couple things today. If you're watching on the YouTube, this works out perfect. If you're on the podcast, I'm still going to be talking through it, but I'm going to be drawn on the screen so you can have an idea of what's actually going on. If you hear something or if you don't know exactly what I'm saying or what is going on because you don't see the screen. Anyways, diving in. When we're talking about this aspect of like narcissistic abuse and viewing it, a lot of times people don't view it as bad as it actually is. Now, my goal is not to work with someone and be like, hey, it was awful. Make sure you only view the bad stuff. But my goal is to even it out. A lot of times because of the concept of intermittent reinforcement, there's these highs and lows. So when you consider this intermittent reinforcement, think of it being these highs and lows that happen in the relationship, almost like a waveform, up and down, up and down. And these highs start to sell you on, this is amazing. This relationship is really good. And when you hit these highs, you feel great about it. You feel like this is amazing. This is like exactly where I want to be. And then the lows come and you're like, oh, maybe I should leave. Maybe this is a toxic relationship. Maybe this is a bad thing. But it's followed up directly after with another high. And when this happens over a period of time, you start to discount the lows. 
And like you start to actually cross those off and be like, those, those actually didn't really happen. All that really happened was the good moments. All that really happened was like the good times. And so many times you start to minimize, you start to dissipate the idea that the lows were actually bad, that the bad things were actually bad, that the emotionally abusive things that he said to you were actually bad. Like, yeah, he belittled me but like before we went out on a date, but it was a great date. So like, it's probably just me. And you start to minimize. Like you start to minimize the things that have been said to you that are degrading your character, your qualities, your intelligence, your looks, uh, everything. And you get to a place where you get used to someone slowly beating you down over and over and over again. And you're meant to think over a period of time that you can't make decisions for yourself. That you don't know what you're supposed to do because this person knows way better than you. You may be a great person at business. or You may be a great person at developing something. You may be a great person and in all different walks of life. But this one person walks in your life and you feel like shit. Because you don't even know what's actually true anymore. This concept of the highs and the lows, this intermittent reinforcement, this happens in relationships. It happens always the push and the pull. You're together, you're apart. You're together, you're apart. You get too close to holding him accountable, boom, I can't deal with this. You're too needy. You're too extra. This is not what I signed up for. And that high and low pushes you away, but it slowly becomes addictive. It becomes addictive because then you expect it. Then you're worried about it. Then you're afraid of it. Then you want it back and it moves to a place. This is how a person gets to a place where they, where a narcissist does a reverse Hoover, where they actually don't even contact you. They just wait for you to contact them. It's not that they just sit there and wait for you. It's the fact that they've already trained you to come back because of how they've actually been in the relationship. They push you away, push you away. Then you keep trying to come back. But wait, I want to help. I want to fix something. I want to work on it. I want to like, help make you better. Like all these different things push you away. And they train you for that until they finally get to the place that they push you away completely. Like I'm done. The relationship's over. And then you always come back. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. Because you've already been trained, you've already been groomed to be able to do that. Now, looking back at the relationship, one of the things I want to kind of bring to your attention. Imagine that this is you and you're standing here and what you're doing is you're looking out on a mountain range. And when you're looking out on this mountain range, you can see the tops of the mountains. From this limited view that you can see, you can see from here on my drawing, you can see from here, you can see the base of the first mountain. You can see everything in front of you. And you can see everything in front of you up high. But when you look straight ahead, you can see this mountain and you can see the peak of the mountain, the very top. And this one pivotal point that's actually happening. This point is going to be a point in your relationship. Maybe this is a good date that you guys had. Then from this peak, really, you can't see anything in between. You can see a little bit more forward until you hit the next peak. And a little bit forward from that peak until you see the next peak. And a little bit forward until you can actually see the next peak. But all of this is only based on the perspective that you can actually see from that lower level. 
Now, when you kind of like shift this drawing and look at it from a distance, so if you're standing someplace and you're looking at a mountain range, it's going to look from a far distance only like a solid mountain range, like a solid mountain, like one giant mountain is what it looks like. But then you take a flight and you fly over the mountains and you start to see it actually looks like this. There is a peak and then there is a pit in between and then there's another peak and a pit in between. There's a mountain here, then another mountain, then another mountain. And a lot of times we look at life with a narcissist as being this one solid like it actually wasn't that bad. And when you look at it the past, you start to ignore and, and not acknowledge what's actually happened in between. In between each of these mountains is a lot of pain, a lot of frustration, a lot of bad times. But the problem is like where you stand right now is you're looking at it and being like, oh, we actually had a good date. You know, this time we had a, a good walk together. We had a good talk. You know, we had a uh, we had a good vacation here. And so you start to only look at the good moments like this good moment, this good moment, this good moment and discount the bad. Discount the things that have actually happened. And you start to rely on those good moments as being like the one good thing. And you start to think like, oh, this one good moment happened in the month of May. So therefore, the entire month was actually good. Instead of actually looking at what happened before, what happened after. One of the key illustrations that I give a lot of times is like you had an amazing date. But what happened right before? When he was belittling you of what you were going to wear. When he was putting you down for being a little bit overweight. When he was making sure that you were subservient to him or subservient to not going out with other friends, but only with him. But you were doing something. He was, he was giving you a date. He was finally giving you some type of attention. Then after the date, what actually happened? The argument that ensued afterwards, the silent treatment you got for a week, the road rage that happened that almost drove you guys off the road. Like this happens consistently. Like we see this happen a lot of times in toxic and narcissistic relationships is you get locked into the one pivotal moment that seems to be good and you think it wasn't that bad. But in reality, it's just a brief, tiny moment. It is a peak with these giant pits in between. What you see in between when you think it's a solid mountain, when you're looking far away, it actually looks like this. It actually just looks like this solid like mountain that continues to rise and continues to grow forward. That's what you think. That's what it looks like. That's what it appears. But this piece that's in between one peak to another, this piece that's actually here, all this is made up with is potential. Your potential, your thoughts of like, oh, it wasn't that bad. This person had the potential to be really nice. This person had the potential to be a good person. This person had the potential to actually love me, to actually care. Then this ends up being one of the things that locks you into the trauma bond time and time again. Because the trauma bond is built off of hope, potential, cognitive dissonance, intermittent reinforcement, those highs and lows, making you not sure what's actually right, what's actually wrong, what's actually true, and locking you into this thought process of this is it. Maybe this is the person I'm supposed to be with, so I guess I'll just stick it out. I'll just, I'll just continue because it's really not that bad. Now, I want you to consider you might be minimizing your relationship. You might be minimizing the things that have actually happened in your relationship, and you might not even be aware of it. You might not understand that this is actually happening. I want you to click a link down below and go to escapetoxicity.com to help bring your awareness to what you're going through. Bring awareness to the person that you're dealing with. Bring awareness to what narcissism is, to what reactive abuse is, to understanding how it all plays out. 
Because when you start to understand, when you start to see what narcissistic abuse is, when you start to see the impact on your life, you won't be able to unsee it. And you'll only be able to move forward into growing and healing and changing and developing into the person you were called to be. Majority of the time that means that means you're not with a toxic person. Because you're getting free from the abuse, from the mental and the emotional manipulation to find who you are and to continue to develop into a happy and a healthy and a whole person. Go to escapetoxicity.com today. Sign up to start your progress, your journey forward to break free from abuse emotionally, mentally, physically to get out, to be safe, and to heal.